Welcome to the next episode of the Bobcast. A big week of football. Uh, it was everywhere. Got to go down to the Clemson game with her boy Paul. I am all footballed up and I am loving it. Uh, we will get into the NFL yesterday and what games were uh, actually some got competitive. Go over our fantasy matchups last week. Another great screw you, Brad. Uh, segment followed up by what's going to happen next week. So with that, let's get started. It's time for week four of the NFL. And we started Thursday night with Bengals versus Dolphins as Tua went up for against Burrow for the first time since college. But it wasn't the quarterback duel we expected as Tua went down with a brutal-looking concussion. Joe Burrow was able to pull it together to get another win to bring him 2-2, two, two to two, giving the dance... Dolphins, their first loss. Bengals win this one, 27-15. Next, we go to extremely rainy Philadelphia while the undefeated Eagles took on the surprise Jaguars. It looked like it was going to be the Jaguars' day as they jumped out to a quick 14-0 lead. But the Eagles showing their dominance as the defense showed up big in the rain as they were able to shut down the Jaguars, causing my good friend Trevor Lawrence to fumble four times. Meanwhile, on the offensive side of the ball, it was time to run, and Miles Sanders did that. 134 yards, two TDs, as the Eagles stay undefeated, move to 4-0 with a 29-21 win. Next, we go to London. Vikings, Saints, as they went overseas for a brutal matchup. It was one of the first, we have yet to send a winning record team versus a winning record team over to London, but the people of Great Britain were able to enjoy the great kickoff and the joys of kickers as the Vikings and the Saints went back and forth as Will Lutz looked to try and win the game at the very end with a double doink. Off and Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins looking solid as the Vikings win 28 25. Next, we go to the Browns and the Falcons. The Falcons looking feisty as they came to play against the Browns. Browns tried to rub the ball down the throats, and the Falcons said not so fast as they did the exact same things. Falcons were able to take control of the game and keep the lead as the Falcons win this one 23 20. Next, the Commanders versus Cowboys. Commanders trying to do something at quarterback that isn't just fumbling or getting sacked. But it was not this game as the Cowboys defense showed up to play. And Cooper Rush rattled off another win as the Cowboys win 25-10. Next, we have the Seahawks-Lions. Many expected this to be a snoop fest. Oh, look again. It was an absolute fireworks show. As the Seahawks and Lions went back and forth, Jared Goff, 378 yards, four TDs. Rashad Petty, 151 yards, two TDs. TJ Hawkinson, 
179 yards, two TDs. It was an offensive showcase. But Geno Smith was able to pull it in the end as the Seahawks take this one 48-45. Next, the Titansville Colts was as boring as he thought it would be. As the Colts continue to struggle on offense and the Titans just ran it down their throats. Titans win 24-17. Oh, you want to talk about another boring game? Giants versus Bears. And it was exactly again as he thought it'd be. That ended with both quarterbacks on the Giants getting hurt and Saquon Barkley lining up at quarterback. Sorry, Elliot. There was a running back playing quarterback. But that did not matter as the Giants were able to beat the offensive def- deficient Bears 22-12. Next, we go to the Jets and Steelers. Steelers looking to get some offensive rhythm as they pulled their starter, Mitch Trubisky, for picket time. And it was lots of pickets everywhere as Pickett threw an interception on his first throw and added two more. Meanwhile, on the Jets, they stayed firm and steady as Zach Wilson made his return for 252 yards and one TD. The Jets able to beat the Steelers 24-20 as the Steelers look like they are going to have their first losing record under Mike Tomlin. Next, another rainy Baltimore game with the Bills versus Ravens. Ravens jumped out to the early weed with a first half score of 20 to 3 but letting the Bills score right before halftime and uh, end zone interception on fourth down was enough to spur the Bills to drive down and seal this game. Josh Allen 213 yards and one TD as the Bills were able to win this one against the Ravens 23 to 20. Next, we had the Chargers versus Texans, as the Chargers are the walking wounded. But that walking wounded is still better than the Texans. Justin Herbert, 340 yards, two TDs. Damian Pierce, 131 yards, one TD, as the Chargers were able to win 34-24. Next, we go to the Panthers Cardinals, and this was not going to be a fun game, and it was not fun to watch. Baker Mayfield is really bad, and Kyler Murray did enough to get the win. 207 yards and two DDs as the Cardinals beat the Panthers 26-16. Packers, Patriots, many thought this was going to be a blowout, but Bill Belichick decided to show his coaching this time around as Zappi had to come in for the injured Brian Hoyer and brought some electricity finally to the Patriots' offense. It was a back-and-forth battle all the way through, but the Packers were able to kick the win Winning field goal in overtime to take the win 27-24. Next we have the struggling Broncos against the winless Raiders. As the Raiders look to get some momentum and they were able to do that jumping out early. Josh Jacobs leading away with 144 yards and two TDs. The Broncos look hapless on offense. Even though Wilson was able to bring in two TDs, it's still pretty painful to watch. The Raiders win this one 32-23. That takes us to Sunday night as the Chiefs versus Buccaneers. Chiefs jumped out to an early read as Mahomes looked like Mahomes with some unbelievable passes. But the Buccaneers, having Evans back, were able to mount a furious comeback there, but were never quite er- able to catch up. 
Mike Evans finished with 103 yards, two TDs, as the Chiefs win 41-31. Finally, on Monday night, the suffocating 49ers defense against the Rams. Rams looking like they have a major hangover, as their offense looks terrible through the start of the season. Cooper Cup is not enough, and that seems what looks like Matt Stafford's only looking to throw to. 49's defense was all over Stafford all night, as the 49ers were able to win 24-9. With that, let's check in to see how our fantasy week went. Let's go to this week in fantasy. And we start out with the first matchup. No small boy stuff. First, Brad Feldman. This looked like it was going to be close from the beginning, and it was all the way to the end. And the story of this game was points on the bench. As Jalen Hurts started over Patrick Mahomes. Jalen Hurts playing in the rain with only 16 points. Meanwhile, Mahomes on the bench with 30 for no small boy stuff. With that, though, Christian McCaffrey finally showing up with 21 points. Zach Ertz, 13. Lazard, 14 points, finally. Meanwhile, on Fred Beldman, it was looking like it was over until Mike Evans showed up with 26 points on Sunday night, leaving only Matt Stafford to finish it off. Look, it, going into the game, it looked like it was going to happen, but... Look again, because San Francisco was all over Matt Stafford, finishing only with seven points, as no small boy stuff wins over Fred Bellman, 96-90. Looking at the bench, we had Patrick Mahomes on the bench, Tyler Higby on the bench. On Fred Bellman's side, we had Josh Jacobs with 32 points, and Damian Harris with 14 points. So a lot of points out there that could have been recovered, but both teams now move to 2-2. Two and two. Next, took that Saudi money in first four aces. Took that Saudi money coming in undefeated. Four aces, scrappy as always. And it, the show today was Jared Goff. That's right, Jared Goff with 42 points. You know you're losing when Jared Goff drops 42 points. Debo Samuel was a beast with another 20. Devontae Adams with 15. And Williams taking over the primary running spot with Swift Hurt with another 23. Meanwhile, on the other side, it was a lot of decent games, but no great games. As Lamar Jackson finished with 17 points, Jamar Chase 10, Dobbs 11, Herbert 10, Kelsey 19, Wilson 13. It was a lot of those all the way through as four aces were able to win 128 to 103. Next, we go to keep one out of the Bobcast with against Ball So Hard. Biggest blowout of the week. Keep one F1 in the podcast. 145 to Ball So Hard, 64. Story of the game is Tom Brady coming back with 31 points. Cooper Cup, another 19. Justin Jefferson finally coming back with 26 points. And Barkley touching the ball as many times as possible with 14 points. Meanwhile, on the other side, Marcus Mariota was a stinker as he started with only four. Meanwhile, Russell Wilson on the bench with 30. Painful. And and as the running back situation also wasn't great with zero points coming out of Pirine. So, we look at keep one at F1 out of the Bobcast as one of the better teams with another... Decent amount of points on the bench. Again, keep F1 out of the Bobcast. 145 to Ball So Hard, 64. Next, we go to Elliot 
Hey, Elliot, new ride, yeah? Versus Kyler's Study Hall. And it was a close one all the way through as Tua Tungvaloa left with the concussion, only having three points. But it was a big bounce-back week for Eckler as he had 31 and Chubb had 19 points. Meanwhile, their side, Joe Burrow was able to stack up 24 points. Miles Sanders, 26 points. And... It really all came down to the kicker, Robbie Gold. And six points was enough to pull it out in that last game as, hey, Elliot New Ride Yell wins 115-111. to 111. Next, Matt's Majestic team to Southfield. It really wasn't a great matchup to begin with as Matt's Majestic team searches for answers. Kirk Cousins, only 15 points. Tyree Kill, 20 points. And Aaron Jones, 13 points. Meanwhile, on the other side, Justin Herbert with 25, carrying him along. Mike Williams with 15. And Leonard Fournette finally getting that touchdown with 14. But Clyde Edwards-Alaire. 21 points as Southfield able to win this one, 105-72. Finally, we get to ring season versus doing it for the brothers. Ring season with a great start to the season. Coming out with Josh Allen, 26 points, and T. Higgins, 21 points. The newly acquired DK Metcalf, 18 points in that shootout, and Mixon with 15. It was a solid Solid week for the star- starters. Meanwhile, Kyler Murray was still able to get 27 points and 22 Derrick Henry, but the rest of the staff on doing it for the brothers was not there. That is with another 22 points from Damian Pierce on the bench with 11 points from Robert Woods. Just not able to do it as ring season wins 125-292. Now, let's take a look at the league standings. First, at number one, a new leader in the clubhouse, Keep F1 out of the Bobcast with 3-1 and one with 474 points. At two, took that Saudi money at 3-1 and one with 472 points. Followed by Ring Season at 3-1 and one with 472.58 points. Meanwhile, took that Saudi money has... 472.92 points. That first three super bunched up at the top. It is very competitive. A lot of parity this year. Followed by at number four, hey new Elliot, new ride, yeah, at three and one with 442 points. At fifth, at two and two, four aces with 453 points. At six, no small boy stuff at two and two with 337 points. Seven at two and two. Doing it for the brothers, 413 points. South Peel at 2-2 two two with 393 points. Followed by Frad Beldman at 2-2 two two with 368 points. Now moving on to the first 1-3, Kyler Studied Hall, 440 points. Followed by at 11, Ball So Hard at 1-3 at 295 points. And bringing up the rear, which is so surprising to see after such dominance in this league. Matt's Majestic Team with 0-1s at 0-4 with 326 points. But 514 points against, as that is the most against any team in the league. Matt's Majestic Team, I'm rooting for you. That first win is coming soon. Now, one thing I also want to look at is trades because trades are always fun. We had the big trade of the week going between wing season and Kyler Studied Hall. Kyler Studied Hall sending Joe Burrow over to ring or 
collecting Joe Burrow while sending DK Metcalf and Derek Carr over. It was an immediate, uh, immediately felt this was two weeks ago. I think this week, especially for ring season, it was a huge benefit. Uh, but that was another trade going. Guys, it is okay to trade. It is okay to do deals. But don't be like Ellie and say yes to a deal and then not do the deal. We like sticking to our word. Isn't that correct, Paul? So with that, let's go to Screw You, Brad. On another great segment of Screw You, Brad, I got a special one for everyone. It's October, which means it's baseball playoffs. That's right. As the regular season wraps up tomorrow, it's been a very compelling year. It came down to the wire on a lot of teams. Technically, the bracket isn't decided yet as there's a couple seedings that need to go, but everyone who's going to the playoffs is in as certain divisions need to be wrapped up, specifically the NL East as the Braves swept the Mets over the weekend to take control of the East for the first time this season. And the Mets trying to fight back, uh, but not looking good as I'm pretty sure the magic number for Atlanta Braves are uh, is at one. With that said, this year is the first year with the new uh, bargaining agreement with the new playoffs. That means there are six teams in the playoffs. Uh, the division winners plus three wild cards. The way this is working is the top two seeds get buys as the wild card teams will go into a three game the seri- uh, series this week. The ALDS will once again be a five game series a- or a- or the NLDS. The, uh, the league series will be uh, seven game in the World Series, seven games. So I want to give my prediction as I go through this. Uh, I'll give you the bracket layout over on the NL side. We have the number one seed going to the Los Angeles Dodgers. It was an absolutely historic season for them. One of the best teams ever to play in baseball. It has been very understated of how good they have been racking up win after win. Uh, And the number two spot, the Atlanta Braves coming all the way back in the division. At one point in late June, they were down 10 and a half games to the Mets. They stormed back, were able to take the lead, that number two giving them the bye. With that, the Mets going in at, or sorry, St. Louis winning their division at the three seed. Mets with the first wild card at the four seed. San Diego with the five seed. And my Philadelphia Phillies at the sixteen. the first time they're in the playoffs since 2011, ending the second long, longest drought in the playoffs. With that said, let's go over talking about the first drought. On the AL side, we have Houston with the number one seed. The Yankees at the number two seed. Number three seed, the Cleveland Guardians. Four, the first wild card seed, the Toronto Blue Jays. Followed by the Seattle Mariners. That's right, Seattle Mariners back in since the first time since 2001 in the playoffs. And then sixth seed, Tampa Bay. Now, I will run through uh, my predictions for the postseason. You can take it to the bank, throw your bets down. But let's start with the, with the Tampa Bay versus Cleveland Guardians wild card series. 
My call is Cleveland Guardians. They are a scrappy team. They have really put control of their division. They score a lot of runs in small ball. I think Cleveland beats Tampa Bay in that three-game series to move on to play the Yankees. Meanwhile, in the other season, it other wild card series is going to be a fun one. If you're only a baseball playoff fan, this is the one to watch. Seattle versus Toronto. It is a lot of offense, a lot of young players, and very fun teams. With that, it is going to be, I forgot to mention, the three-game series is in the higher seed stadium. It is going to be in Toronto. But I think Seattle wins. Seattle is a fun team. They have a lot of offense, a lot of young players. They also have a great top three pitchers. I think they are able to take this one against Toronto and move to face the Houston Astros. Meanwhile, on the NL side, we start with the Mets versus Padres. This will be in New York. The Padres, of course, with all the big flurry and moves, they you thought they would run away with this. They have not. They've kind of stuttered throughout the, uh, the regular season after all their moves. I think the Mets are still able to win this one. With their pitching, they have the best three starters that are in the league. That starts with DeGrom moving to Scherzer. Uh, and I think the Mets win that series to move on to play Los Angeles. Next, we got Phillies versus St. Louis. And I got to say, I was very happy to be playing St. Louis. Uh, we played them close all year. I think Phillies, uh, they've been up and down throughout the year. It looked like when they were started the season 22-29, they were not going to get in the postseason, but here they are. I think the bats light up. Uh, I think Wheeler and Nola start off well, and the Phillies will win this wild card uh, matchup to go on and face the Braves. Next, we go to the second round, the ALDS, Yankees versus Cleveland. Yankees definitely move on here. Uh, they are a better team, better offense, uh, and they will overwhelm Cleveland. And I have that over on the other side, too, with Houston against Seattle. Houston takes this one to make the ALCS matchup. Yankees versus Houston, which will be extremely entertaining going back to when Houston beat the Yankees during the height of their cheating scandal. Meanwhile, in the AL, Dodgers versus uh, Mets. Dodgers take this one definitely. I think they're way too good. I think they are going to roll into this postseason. I think they beat the Mets to move on the NLCS. Meanwhile, Braves versus Phillies. Phillies were pretty close to the Braves up until the last series uh, as the Braves took that one. But I am going with my Phillies to take out the chalk to beat the Braves in the NLDS to move to the NLCS. Being the shockers of the world going to the NLCS to make that Los Angeles versus Philadelphia. The ALCS. This is where the Yankees run stops. I think the Houston Astros are a much better team. They've got much better pitching. I think they will win convincingly against the Yankees to move to the World Series. Meanwhile, on their side, I think this is where the Cinderella story stops for the Phillies. The Dodgers win this one, making a rematch against the a couple years ago Dodgers versus Houston. With the World Series winner being the Houston Astros as they are able to beat the Dodgers. Dodgers run out of steam. And Houston 
are is the World Series champions for the MLB this season. Should be a great playoff. The new format is going to be a lot of fun. There are a lot of fun teams in this year. A lot of young talent. So it should be good. As October starts, the best month of baseball there is. All right, let's go over the matchups for fantasy next week. All right, let's get to next week's fantasy matchups. It is a big week as we've got a number of uh, big teams going together, teams that are desperate. So let's start with South Peel versus Doing It for the Brothers. Doing It for the Brothers, reeling after two straight losses as they look to, I think it's two straight, as they look to rebound against South Peel. Right now it's projected 119 to 109 in South Peel's favor. Uh, South Peel, it hasn't been the dominant start uh, that the computer at least was saying this year. Meanwhile, doing it for the brothers. Elliot, here's my advice for you. Stop thinking. Don't think. Don't think. Just do. Overthinking leave of who you're starting, who you're not. Just stop thinking. Just don't do it. It's not that hard. Just don't. Just you just stop thinking. Right now you got Curtis Samuel starting over Najee Harris in your flex. So uh, you did not take that advice. Uh, but we got Kyler Murray going against Philadelphia. That probably is not going to end well. Uh, Christian Kirk going against Houston, which would be good. Drake London against Trent Tampa Bay. That's going to be a tough one. Derrick Henry against Washington. He should eat. Uh, Damian Pierce going against Jacksonville. That'll be interesting to see uh, exactly what that run defense is. Meanwhile, on the other hand, we got Justin Herbert against Cleveland. Mike Williams against Cleveland. Uh, Mike Thomas, who is questionable. So we'll see if that happens going against Seattle. Could be a good matchup. Uh, Leonard Fournette against Atlanta, which he should do a lot better than he has. Uh, Connor, I don't love going to Philadelphia. And Clyde Edwards-Alaire going uh, to Las Vegas. Uh, Doing it for the brothers, it depends on who you start. If Najee Harris is in over Curtis Samuel, I choose you. If not, I'm going South Peel. So with this lineup right now, I am going South Peel. Next, we go to No Small Boy Stuff versus Fred Feldman. No, sorry. This is week four. He keeps jumping back. There we go. Week five. No Small Boy Stuff versus Ball So Hard. Ball So Hard looking for their second win. Meanwhile, No Small Boy Stuff. Looks like they have a good roster. They just can't put it together. Uh, The projected is 112 to 83. Ball So Hard does not have Russell Wilson. I assume he's going to change that. Uh, meanwhile, no small boy stuff. Jalen Hurts going against Arizona. Love that. Diggs versus Pitt. Love that. Davis versus Pitt. Love that. Uh, McCaffrey against San Francisco. Don't love that. Uh, meanwhile, on the other side, I assume it's going to be Russell Wilson who uh, is going against Indianapolis. That should be a good matchup. Uh, although he's listed as questionable. Uh, but he's limited in practice, so that means he still should be able to go. Uh, Michael Pittman against Denver, that should be good. Uh, but I think new small boy stuff just has a better roster. I think it will come together this week to move to three and two. Next, we go to, uh, took that Saudi money versus 
keep F1 out of the Bobcast, the battle of one and two. This should be a very good matchup. Uh, right now, it's projected 124 to keep F1 out of the Bobcast. Two took that Saudi money, 112. I'm going to keep one F1 out of the Bobcast to win this. I think it is just better. Uh, took F- that Saudi money's got to figure some things out. The Swift injury doesn't help. I think keep F1 out of the Bobcast wins this one. Uh, to move to four and one as took that Saudi money moves to three and two. Next, we've got new hey Elliot, new ride, yeah, versus the four aces. Right now, it's projected 106. Hey Elliot, new ride, yeah, versus four aces 109. Jared Goff is projected for human numbers at 23. Uh, Devontae Adams at 13. Uh, and Williams, it'll be interesting to see if Swift starts or not, if Williams can have a big game or if he goes back to the second role against New England. Uh, meanwhile, on the other side, Ryan Tannehill starting against Washington. Should have just decent numbers. I don't expect anything big. But A.J. Brown against Arizona, I think they're going to crush Arizona. I think A.J. Brown is going to have a very big game. We'll see if Ke- Keelan Allen can finally get out back out on the field. And if Austin Eckler fi- uh, follows up that week with another big week. But we, of course, we know Chubb is going to be shoving it down their throats. The Chargers have a lot of injuries on defense. It's going to be tough to stop him. I'm going to go, hey, Elliot, new ride. Yeah, for the win to move to four and one and four aces to lose this one and move to two and three. Next, we go to... Uh, Uh, did I do Fred Beldman versus Matt's Majestic Team? There we go. Right now it's projected Fred Beldman 110 to Matt's Majestic Team 108. A very close one this week as Brad Beldman moves Josh Jacobs up into the flex role. Dalvin Cook going against Chicago. That should be a big game. Mike Evans going against Atlanta. I'm sorry, Matt Majestic team. I think you're going to lose this one as well. I think they're very favorable matchups with Frad Beldman. I'm going Frad Beldman to win this over Matt's Majestic team. And then we go to the final matchup. Ring season versus Kyler Study Hall. Kyler Study Hall trying to figure out his ring season is rolling. Right now it's projected 112 to 114. Honestly, Kyler Study Hall, I'm surprised you where it's at. Uh, I really like the team. It just doesn't seem to be, be being put all together. Uh, on ring season side, it's not great for Kyler Murray to start as uh, J- Josh Allen is going against Pitt. That should be big numbers. T. Higgins going against Baltimore's uh, secondary. That should be big numbers. Uh, DK Metcalf against New Orleans. Yikes. Uh, yeah, so it looks like the top half for ring season will be good. Meanwhile, Joe Burrow against Baltimore. Hopefully he can get things rolling against there, pack up some good numbers. Uh, on Mount St. Brown, uh, the injury is still a question. Um, it looks like he, they have not made any announcements for practice this week. He was out last week. Uh, so we'll see if he comes back. Uh, Hollywood Brown against Philadelphia. Don't love that one. Jonathan Taylor hopefully can uh, play. Uh, He's got the turf toe. He is not practicing uh, this week, so that'll be interesting. I'm going ring season to beat Kyler Study Hall uh, in this one. 
Guys, thank you for another great week on the Bobcast. Great week of football. It is a blast. Keep those trades coming. Keep those waiver wire hits coming. I'll keep track of those. But we are having a great start of the season in the Naptown Ball. With that, peace out.